from Frey Productions. It's the local creators. Conversations about creativity, leadership, and business with some of Chilliwack's great female leaders, entrepreneurs, and creatives. Hey, it's Jasmine, and on the show today is Jordan, the creator of Lemon Dawn Studios. I'm following her voice and spreading happiness. And so if I can bring positivity in the things that I create and the things that I put out there, then that's amazing. Jordan grew up in Maple Ridge, showing early signs of creativity. Jordan went on to study graphic design at BCIT. And in March of 2021, Jordan started Lemon Dawn Studios. She goes on to share what it's like to collaborate with Brett from Madam Radical, what it's like to be a vendor, and be the face of your business. Stay tuned. It's all coming up right after this break. Hey, looking for some epic tabletop adventures? Check out D&D Chilliwack, the ultimate local Facebook group that connects players and DMs. Whether you're looking for heroes to join you in a battle against Tiamat or DM to guide you on a campaign of golden glory, check out facebook.com slash D&D Chilliwack. Welcome back. All through high school, Jordan showed a love for art, but she was unsure of how to start a career in it. She decided to take a tattoo apprenticeship through her high school, but being a young woman in a male-dominant industry didn't sit well with her. Putting her aspirations of being a tattoo artist on hold, Jordan went to BCIT for graphic design in 2019. That was um, the program that I went into. It was it's like a two-year program condensed into six months, so it's like I can get Basically, my idea was I could get like one of the digital skills that you kind of need to be an artist nowadays, like learning the Adobe programs and all that stuff. Like I could get those skills in a relatively quick you know, time. And so then I got that, that and then pandemic hit. But I just before that, I had gotten a graphic design job at a local sign shop. And so I was working there. That was fine. Again, wasn't the greatest experience. Not the act, like the actual job itself, just like that specific environment just wasn't for me. And then so I was there for three years, a little over three years. And then in January, left. uh, And now I I do my own thing. And now I I run, because I was running Lemon Dawn Studio on the side before that. And I was like, my mental health can't handle everything. I'm going to leave the thing that makes me sad to do the thing that makes me happy and feeds my soul. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause it was, it's hard. I was doing a lot of things uh, when you're working for somebody else Yeah, you do a lot of things that aren't morally your, your cup of tea, your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to kind of put myself aside, have conversation with my husband about what was going to be best for me in the long run. And like, I not to be dramatic, but I, I did feel like my soul was dying. And I was like, I it, life is too short to have somebody else sucking it out. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I gave them plenty of notice. And then January 6th was my last day. And I've just been working for myself ever since now for the past, like, what is it? Seven, eight months now. So... 
Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of where we're where we're at, caught up on the timeline. Yeah. So, talk to me a little bit about so you, how did Lemon Dawn come about? Is that what you initially started with, or was this something that was like a work in progress? What what sort of what sort of got you to there? I initially started back in maybe I want to say it was like 2015 when like with the big Etsy boom. I think that mm. was kind of when it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going under Jordan Bird Design, which Bird being my maiden name. And uh, I was just selling like Disney fan art. So I'm a big Disney person. So I was selling that kind of stuff. Um, and basically anything that I could possibly do, like custom commissions and stuff over Etsy. And it was just, it was making a little bit of money and it was just kind of you know, doing anything I possibly could to make the money doing commissions for my grandma's friends and stuff like that. Just yeah. anything I could do just under my name. And then during the pandemic, I was like, I should really just like try. I'm going to try and make something substantial because I was doing like practice logos and things like that because I was I was laid off for two months during like the main main lockdown. And so I had time to do stuff. I didn't leave the house for many, many weeks just to go to Costco. And so <laughs> I was doing all these practice you know, businesses, making up fake businesses and stuff. And then I was kind of putting together names that I liked. Then I you know, put together Lemon Dawn. I made a little logo for Lemon Dawn. I was like, this is really cute. But I was like, I'm not going to do anything with it because I don't know what to do with it. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I, I could probably turn this into something. And so, because like, I just, I sat on the name for maybe like a year. Um, and then I was like, I don't want to seem like just myself doing art. I want to create something that's bigger, that at least gives the illusion of being more than just myself. And so we, had, this was just after we'd moved to Chilliwack. I was like on a whim. I'm like, I'm just going to change all my social media. So I changed all my social media, updated my logo. And I was like, surprise guys, I'm Lemon Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in March of 2021. And so now it's been you know, a little bit over two years now of being being Lemon Dawn. And people are like, oh, what does that name mean? Where does that come from? I'm like, well, <laughs> I was like, after the fact, I was like, OK, Lemon Dawn is really cute because it's like lemon is like fresh. And then Dawn is like like a start. So it's like a fresh start. Lemon Dawn oh, is very cute, yeah. unintentional, but it just works like that. Yeah, no, it's perfect. And it's funny, kind of, it feels to me like a slight little, like, with your logo and thing, a little bit of a retro vibe, too. Is mm -hmm. that sort of intentional? Yeah, it was. And that's just kind of my own personal style of kind of what I like. I like to do like a little bit of a throwback and a little bit of just like, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I, yeah. it was intentional in that that's just what I like. But I think it, it works well, for sure. Yeah. And that's sort of what I wanted to ask you. When I when I look at your social and your Instagram, it seems really cohesive, um, and sort of in, in in your branding and stuff like that. Sort of sort of talk to me a little bit about the branding. Like, is that something that you put a lot of thought in? You know, and sort of what you want to project. So you talked about sort of wanting to make it bigger, and I I can completely understand that. It's it's intentional in that it's all cohesive and it's just the things that I like. And it's kind of what I gravitate towards. And I try to build a community in itself where to bring in the positivity of the world, because I try to 
not really ruffle any feathers um, with you know, the designs that I put out. They're all very, I mean, for the most part, they're very wholesome and they're very just happy. And I do that mostly because like the world is so sad. The world is so dark and scary. And so if I can bring positivity in the things that I create and the things that I put out there, then that's amazing. But also I just don't like confrontation. And so I you know, try to not ruffle any feathers because I don't want people to get mad at me um, if I, like, have you know, a design about, like, you know, whatever, effing the patriarchy and stuff, which I genuinely do believe in, but I don't know how much I really want to be the person who is, you know, I have that design at a market and then a little kid is like, mom, what's that mean? And then the mom's, like, mad at me and then I, it's a big thing. I don't, I don't think my mental health can handle that. So basically, I put out the vibes that I want to attract with my designs, with my branding, because it's all very happy and positive. Mm-hmm. It's, kind of it's very you, you know, you would yeah. say it, it's just you that you're, you're putting out there. And do you, do you ever feel like, Oh, maybe I went too far with this or like, do you ever, yeah. should I do this? Is that too much? Like, do you, do you sort of regulate yourself or you just sort of go, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. I just kind of do what I want to do. Um, I am always growing. Everybody's always growing and always adapting. And I think businesses should as well go with where you are. Like, I don't want to be stuck in one box of like, this is the one thing that I do. And so I try not to regulate myself because if I decide that I want to do an entire line of, I don't know, Polly Pocket dressed as whatever, NASCAR drivers, then that's just good. What I'm going to do because the people that I um, have as my fan base for my business and the community that I've created with the people who are, you know, returning customers or people who follow me online, we're all generally going to like the same stuff. And so anything that I put out, they're likely going to receive positively because it comes from me and we are likely similar people, at least to a certain extent. And it's intention, you know, I think a lot of that boils down to is, you know, what is our intent, you know, when we make this stuff and. um... Exactly. Yeah. And I kind of just view it as this is a thing that I am currently really enjoying. Like if I binge Bob's Burgers and I'm like, okay, I want, you know, I have X, Y, and Z ideas for Bob's Burger designs. I'm just going to make them because it's something that makes me happy. And then I'll just try to have other people enjoy it as well. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so I guess now sort of talk to me. Um, I know you do a lot of collab collaboration uh, with with Brett as well. Sort of how mm-hmm. did you meet Brett and sort of how does that fit into your to your guys's dynamic? It's it's actually a very cute story. Her and I had done a market together. We did the mainland market in Surrey last August, I think it was. So it was just about a year ago coming up. Maybe it was early September. And I had seen her stuff because like it's up very bright and very colorful. And I'm like, I, I see that game recognizes game. And so uh, I had gone up to her booth and I'm like, hey, you have cool stuff. I also have cool stuff. And turns out we were both from Chilliwack because this was a market in Surrey. So oh, just wow. so happened that we that we met there. And I was like, this chick is cool. And then I was kind of like, do you want to be friends? And then... We just became online friends, and then her and I were doing a market together in 
it was all, all about gift expo in November. So it was just a couple months later. And I was like, we have the same, you know, client base of our businesses. Do you want to do a little bit of a collab for Christmas? And so we put together three different designs that uh, both of our businesses would like. So we put prints and pins and earrings that she had made and we both sold them. And that's, that was our first kind of radical lemon collab. And then we just became friends after that. And then you know, the whole Shambhala thing happened where she's like, if I did this, would you want to like go Hamsies on it? And then it just kind of blossomed into there. And so I basically made her be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out well. <laughs> so I think, too, what's so great about collaboration, too, is it really boosts creativity. Um, and I'm just curious, like, do you do you find working against somebody really um, helps boost your creativity? Like, if you struggle... Um, what, what do you do to, I'm like, oh, I just don't have anything. Do you find that really working with Brett sometimes is really helpful or, or what do you kind of do when you're like, I, I don't, I feel like the tank's empty. You know what I mean? I love bouncing ideas off of other creators and other designers and working with Brett. Like I've never had a moment where I'm like, oh, I don't really like, you know, nothing's kind of flowing because there's always constant conversation going of, oh, like. Like if I have an idea, because a lot of her stuff is a lot more nostalgia based than mine. Mine is kind of just like, you know, designs, but hers is like more gearing in that specific direction. And so like if I have an idea that's like, hey, I think this is a really cool idea that you know you could do, I will pitch to her and then you know, vice versa. If she does has an idea for something that is more along with lines with my just with my stuff, she'll also pitch it to me. And so it's kind of constantly growing each other and wanting each other to succeed because you know like we love each other we're friends but then we also have there's like this fun dynamic of we want each other's businesses to succeed but also you like you're not by competition but like it's like that it's fun it's friendly competition yeah. there's friendly competition yeah. exactly yeah. and like there would you know if we weren't so you know confident in our businesses I think it could go sour quickly but because both of us just want each other to succeed it's never gotten to that point or even close to that point which is really 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 nice and like one thing that we always have as like a little bit of people confuse us quite a bit because not only do you guys not only do you know our businesses have a lot of color so on the surface you look at them and they're like oh these are the same the products themselves are not but you look at us and then also like we both have colored hair we both have bangs we both have very similar glasses we both have tattoos and so we've had a lot of people that will be like oh hey i know you it's like do you though <laughs> so it's this weird dynamic of like we are not the same person but like we both are putting out the same energy it's it's fun it's yeah. it's a weird experience that i've never had yeah before. yeah yeah it's like you're having a twin or something running around out there or something exactly that yeah. we just happen to fight each other in the wild you guys are both still so pretty young and and sort of starting out and you guys obviously have a clear path on on or at least starting out what you would like to do where does that kind of come from where does that i'm just gonna Go for it. Because that does take a bit of confidence, you know, to say, this is me and this is what I'm doing. 
it's just kind of blind ambition, honestly. Like, everybody has those moments of doubt. And of course, you know, you're going to have those regardless of how confident you are as a person. But I've just kind of gotten to the point where it's like, I know that I'm good at what I do. And I know that if I'm putting out in the universe, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if this is the right path for me. Then it might not be. But if I'm just going in there and saying, absolutely, I have so much faith in myself and I have so much faith in my ability to you know, just take on what the world has to offer, then that's, you know, where it's going to go. So like, if I'm like, oh, like I'm doing this large event, I don't know how well this is going to go. Like, all I can do is my best. That's all I can do. And so I just go in there doing my best. And it's generally has worked out thus far, <laughs> at least for as far as I can remember. And if I realize that, you know, a path that it, you know, I was like, I'm going to go this way. And then it's like, mm, maybe not. I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. It's all good. And then yeah. Yeah. I'll just move on. There's no point dwelling on the negativity and no point, you know, pretending that, you know, I want to, I want to succeed. And if I put that into the path that I'm going, then I will. Yeah, no, and absolutely. That might look like one thing, it might look like another thing, but as long as I'm happy and I'm doing the things I want to do, then I'm successful. When we come back in just a moment, Jordan tells us about what it's like to be a vendor, knowing your client base and being the face of your business. Stay with us. I'm Jasmine Humphrey, and you're listening to The Local Creators. Hey, welcome back to The Local Creators. So after years of trying to figure out her voice through art, Jordan takes Lemon Dawn Studios to vendor events. Interesting thing, because you don't have constant revenue, is if you had like a really successful online store, for example. And so like, my first vendor event that I ever did was Chillock Pride reached out to me in August of 2021 and was like, hey, do, would you want to be a you know, a, a vendor at our event, because that was, you know, it wasn't very big at that point. It's a lot bigger now. But um, I it was like two weeks away. So I'm like, I got to get my shit together. Oh my God. <laughs> and so it was a very haphazard event. But I was just like, same thing. I'm just going to do my best. And that's all I can do. And it ended up being one of my most successful single days to date. And so that was like, oh, maybe I can do this. Hold on. And so then I just, it's important when you are doing events like this to, I, I talk to a lot of people about this because people are starting out and like, I have been doing this now for two years. And so don't just sign up for everything because that, I feel like that is a mistake that a lot of people make right away. They're like, I'm just going to do every event that I possibly can. That's not going to work because like, I don't do very well in events in churches because that's not where my crowd is going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my biggest supporters are the girls, gays, and theys, and they don't go to churches. And so any, any pride event, anywhere where youth is going to be, anywhere like that is, that's where my client base is. And so it's finding your client base and going where they are is a really tricky part about this 
And also because there is cost up front for a lot of things, it can be really scary. Because like, you know, if you've got your website, you've got like your little bit of costs here and there, but it's just kind of continual. It's like, oh no, I've signed up for this event and they need $500 now, but the event's not till whatever, the fall, it's six months away. And so it's eating hefty costs now to get a larger return later is a very scary reality that not a lot of people think of when they're trying to do the in-person events. Like it's, it's really cool. Meeting people face to face is awesome. That's honestly probably my favorite part about everything is like, I have like return customers and like, I recognize them and like, they know me and stuff and they know they, they come to find me. And that's, the craziest thing that like people are like oh my god i love you like and they're like they know me but i don't know them and i'm like who are you what's going on (laughs) it's you i I don't want to say you become like a little celebrity but like people know you and it's weird Mm -hmm. it's good weird but it's weird and so it's not only having a good product and having no confidence in your business and a good setup and stuff but it's also putting yourself out there you personally as jordan i have to sell my stuff i have to be on and i i I, I dress like this regardless but like i kind of camp it up a little bit and like i it's like a costume like i'm i am part of my business not just the ideas that i have but me as a person Mm -hmm. and if you aren't kind of prepared to do that it 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 will be a lot harder because people need to trust you and your business and then you need to talk to them and actually communicate with people Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah no i i totally get that you know when especially small business having charisma and and to engage with the customer is is really helpful i mean it's not a necessity but um like you say you you more so in yourself um you become the the face you are sort of sponsoring or the representative of your small business so i i totally get that and then obviously being on social you know that that helps because you are who you kind of market to right exactly. so yeah. so people can see oh she's wearing that or she's got this and you know that that's me that's what i'm like you know and so people can kind of those girls or boys or whomever identify you know um with you it's like oh this seems like a person i would want to be friends with so as a result this is a person i want to support and i want them to succeed and so i'm going to make purchases from them and i'm going to tell my friends about them and all this stuff because it's like if i just was like at an event i was just stone face and I, i didn't really interact with people i don't think people would be as you know responsive to my products because it seems like a not nice person is selling them or making them so yeah yeah you got to be on it takes a lot out of you i could see that yeah because not only is it like say say i have an event that's a saturday and it's from nine to five people think okay it's eight hours of work it is not eight hours of work it is eight hours of being on and being happy smiley go lucky malibu barbie uh and then it is three hours of prepping beforehand three hours of unpacking and bringing everything home and i live in an apartment building and so lugging everything to and from my apartment building 
it's actually probably more like 30 hours of prep and getting everything together, organizing stuff, selling, and then doing it all in reverse. And so you have to take that into consideration as well. If like, say you are a person like I was doing for a while that had to do work there nine to five and then do this on weekends. I I was only doing one event a month because otherwise I was burning myself out to no end. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I have ADHD and so I get overwhelmed very easily. And if I don't plan accordingly, I could, I, I burned myself out to the point where I didn't create, I didn't post and do anything for like a month and a half after I had an event where I did two, two different events in a weekend. And I was like, no, I can't do that anymore because I am losing the joy of why I do this. So I needed to space everything out. It's a lot easier now that this is the only thing that I'm focusing on. I have the mental ability to not do as much during the week and then focus on the weekends. So it's a lot easier now, but it still takes a lot out of you. Yeah. What do you what do you do? Do you just kind of shut everything off and like uh, decompress or do you go somewhere? What do you kind of do to kind of clear yourself? Um. I'm a big binger and so like with uh, shows and so I will turn on a show. I will, I mean, a lot of the time actually it works out well that if I'm kind of not focusing on other things, I have a show on and then I'm drawing on my iPad that kind of, I kind of can shut everything out. Um, and so that's kind of the, the easiest way to do that. I have my husband is a huge supporter. And so like, if I, don't have the mental ability to do anything else he will take care of you know the dinner and stuff like anything that I need him to do he'll That's take great. that off of my plate so I'm able to just focus on getting back to like a base level mm-hmm. after you know being on for so long and like when we just did Shambhala that was eight days that was amazing by the way yeah on. it was yeah. really cool yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw the picture. They're really great. Like me and Brett's display, like just like the two things coming together, just worked so seamlessly. Like it was, it was really cool. Like we didn't know what to expect. Obviously, Um, we didn't do as well financially as we were told we were going to do. Let me stop you real quick. Why do you think that is? Well, I just heard that it was an off year for everybody. Okay. So I'm, you know, trying not to take it personally, but like, like we walked away in the green, but like mm-hmm. we were told that we were going to make like ten, twenty thousand dollars each. Like we were told that it was going to be like this crazy, crazy, ridiculous thing. And we t- collectively, you know, didn't make even half of that. And so it's, you put yourself in a point where like, you're beating yourself up because you're like, what could I have done differently? The answer is nothing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then, like, well, obviously, we, we're not festival people. We don't know what these people want. You can do as much research as you possibly can. You can talk to people until the cows come home. But until you're there and you are talking with the people that are actually there and you're witnessing what they're drawn to and what they're purchasing you're not going to know and at that point it's too late and it's all out of your hands 
And yeah. so like, it was a really cool experience. It was really, really fun. And it was just a unique thing for the two of us to be able to do together. But it was just not as yeah, big financially and as we thought it was going to be. As so we were given told. the opportunity, you probably wouldn't do it again. Maybe. I We've talked about this a yeah. little bit. Now they're a little bit removed from it. I think it was really cool. It was a lot. Um, I'm just kind of looking at it as we got paid to go to Shambhala because we walked away in the green. But it's just, it was a lot of work. And yeah. so it all depends on kind of where we are next year, both of us separately in our businesses, you know if something is going on at the same time and say, for example, like we're both vending Vancouver pride this weekend, if Vancouver pride happens to be the same weekend, for example, it makes more sense financially for us to do that versus taking an entire week and going to Shambhala and then maybe making less than we would make here. Mm -hmm. So it'll really all depend. I think it was cool. It was fun. Um, Brett seems less enthusiastic about next year but i wouldn't do it by myself mm -hmm. no i'm a social person and i need that that secondary person sure. with me. yeah yeah but yeah we'll see cool we'll, we'll see what yeah. happens next year i think it's so interesting um like i like i said it, it it's got to be a little bit of risk when you when you're going to these uh, when you're being a vendor because you don't know uh, like could be an off day. Like I, I follow some of you guys and when you post something, it's like, oh, this is what I made. There really wasn't a lot of foot traffic. And then some days it's really good, you know, and um, to, like you said, the amount of work it takes to set it up as opposed to a storefront. It's like, okay, you go in, you open up, it's all pretty much, you know, there. Here you guys have to lug your stuff up. You set up your tents and all that sort of stuff. The weather could be crappy, you know, and then to go there and then it's like, ah, oh, I, you know, or maybe you didn't really make, or maybe you just broke even, um, to have to constantly do that. Um, it's gotta be, it's, uh, it's a lot. And yeah. you feel responsible if you didn't do well, you're like, Oh, like whatever. You can have all those thoughts like, Oh, I'm a failure. I'm one. Blah, blah, blah. But like, no, the reality is that you can't do anything about it other than that where you're going to be. Like, um, I have, like, I, you know, I have so many vendor friends that have all these different rules about the kinds of events they'll go to. Some will do any and everything just to kind of see if they're just starting out, that's a way to do it. Not a great way to do it, but it's a way to do it. Um, or they won't do any outdoor events um, other than in like the late spring, early summer, which is hard to do because almost everything is outside because like weather can be such a factor. Because uh, like if it's really crappy weather and it's whatever, raining and windy not only are people not going to come to the event but your display might get damaged and that could cost you hundreds of hundreds of dollars like i did an event last year where my tent flipped it was like an actual windstorm and my tent flipped backwards and behind me luckily it was a soccer field behind me so nothing happened and like i like one painting get like a little bit damaged but other than that it was fine like but like when you're you know planning for events you have to take that kind of stuff into consideration which a lot of people don't think about yeah um personally my favorite events because like heritage park does a lot of events like at the big red barn and those are normally three-day events where you can set up on like the thursday you have all day to set up and then 
it's inside, which is amazing. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're selling. And then Sunday, you pack up. Like that makes so much more sense because you can set up the day before so you're not exhausted for your selling. And then you have three days of your setup. So if it like I've done events where it takes me eight hours to set up because I'm just, you know, I got my headphones on, I'm listening to my podcast, I'm just dawdling and, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just setting it up the way that I want to set it up and I'm not stressing out. And then I can come in Friday, refreshed, ready to go. Saturday, refreshed, ready to go. Sunday, I could sell all day and then I pack up and I go home and it's also 10 minutes from my house. So, <laughs> it's a big, big factor as well. But like, a lot of the events that are happening at the Heritage Park are not necessarily where the girls' gays and days are going. So I have to kind of think about it that way. Where If I think like maybe half of the people that are walking in are going to be interested in the things that I'm selling. Because half of Chilliwack is. Because the other half is, you know, people who have been here for 30, 40 years. They're not my client base. They're farmers. They, they don't care about what I'm doing or who yeah. I am. Yeah. And so you just think about it that way. And I know I'm not I'm not a numbers person, so I just kind of go off by vibe a lot of the time. I'm like, I don't think that they would go or I, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to work out. But Brett actually goes and like looks at like the attendance from last year. And then she like does like a percentage of that. It's like, how many people do I think is going to be? It's wild. I have no idea what's going on. But it's amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very impressive. <laughs> So she's much more sort of deep, like really gets into like the metrics of it and the details of it. Exactly. And I'm just like, would I go to that event? Maybe. (laughs) And then I just go from there. That's so, well, and, and I think too, you know, obviously it's getting your name out there. People see you. So maybe it's not something that they get right away Mm -hmm. because obviously you also have an online, uh, a shop as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how 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 do you think that fares? Do you find that vendoring is more of a profit or do you online sales? Do they kind of? My online sales are kind of next to nothing. Like it's, it's some, like it's, it's consistent, but like, I don't do very much. I'm also just not amazing when it comes to my website. Cause like a lot of people like Brett, for example, are doing like constant drops and constant updates. And I'm just kind of like, here are my, you know, my staples, if you want to get them and you don't live close to events, you can get them. And I also am not very good when it comes to shipping anything other than letter mail. So I haven't put anything big on my website. Mm. But uh, so events are a lot more work, but it's absolutely a lot more immediate profit, which gives you that dopamine. You're like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I made I all these sales today. in one day. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, then that sort of sort of uh, I guess takes me to what what is your plan? What what is next for Jordan and Lemondon? Where do you see yourself in five ten years? Are you do you want to keep vendoring? Are you just sort of going with the flow? What's what's your plan? I don't think I will ever stop vending. I think that it's just it's too much fun. If I could get it, you know, consistently, whatever. If I do like an event a month that I like, like I was doing before, but like I'm going where the money is, then I could you know, not do as many smaller events where that aren't as successful. But I do want to get back into uh, what was my original uh, dream and do, uh, I want to get a tattoo apprenticeship is kind of the next, next stepping stone for me. And so if I could do like 
And obviously I'd have to figure it out, but my ideal would be tattooing during the week and then vending on the weekends kind of thing. I think that would be really, really cool. And like, that's never a dream that has left me. And a lot, if you look at my designs, a lot of them are inspired by tattoos and inspired by American traditional. And it's just something that will always be in with me. And so I really, I've thought about this obviously for a lot of years and this kind of where I see myself going. If I can get Lemon Dawn on like a consistent product line of like what I'm able to do because you know some things take a lot more time than others, things like that. And then, so I don't have to focus on the, make, the making as much. Mm-hmm. then I can focus on this as well. That's that's my goal. Will it happen? I hope so. It, <laughs> I think it and will. so we're just going to see where we go from there. I'm taking yeah. the entire month of September off. Okay. Because after this summer, I'm going to be dead to the world. <laughs> and so uh, September, I'm going to be using to kind of get my ducks in a row in that regard and just kind of see what the know what the fall will have for me and if I can meet with some tattoo artists that'd be great if there's any tattoo artists listening hit me up <laughs> we'll but, post uh, your social information underneath yeah, there so exactly but that that's kind of the next the next goal next yeah. stepping stone that's Jordan Bird from Lemon Dawn Studios you can find Jordan spreading happiness at the next vendor event by visiting lemondawnstudio.ca. And if you're a tattoo artist looking for new talent, send her a message. This has been The Local Creators. I'm Jasmine Humphrey. Thanks for listening. <laughs>